0: The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 20th chapter. Some Sadducees, those who say there is no resurrection, came to him and asked him a question Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies, leaving a wife but no children, the man shall marry the widow and raise up children for his brother. Now there were seven brothers, the first married and died childless. Then the second and the third married her. And so in the same way, all seven died childless. Finally, the woman also died. In the resurrection, therefore, whose wife will the woman be? For the seven had married her. Jesus said to them, those who belong to this age marry and are given in marriage, but those who are considered worthy of a place in that age and in the resurrection from the dead, neither marry nor are given in marriage. Indeed, they cannot die anymore, because they are like angels and are children of God, being children of the resurrection. And the fact that the dead are raised, Moses himself showed in the story about the bush, where he speaks of the Lord as the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Now he is God not of the dead, but of the living, for to him all of them are alive. The gospel of the Lord. To you, o Christ.
1: Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So just over 20 years ago, when my wife and I were dating, She invited me, along with her father and grandfather, to go grouse hunting in western North Dakota. We had a great time, and during our time out there, I had the privilege of rooming with her grandfather at the hotel. It was fantastic. Now, my wife's grandfather was a phenomenal storyteller he could tell stories for hours on end and keep you on the edge of your seat. So it was no surprise to my wife or to my future father-in-law that her grandfather told stories all night. (laughs) It was midnight. It was 1 o'clock in the morning, and finally at about 4 a.m., I remember some of those stories wrapping up, and about in an hour and a half later, there was a knock on our door telling us to get up. It's time to go hunting. I was dead tired. I had gotten no sleep. However, I did have the privilege of listening to a great storyteller, and it was fantastic. You don't have to listen too long in any sort of gathering to realize that we are a people of stories, right? I mean, it can be a major sporting event, let's say, like a gopher football game. (laughs) Yep, yep, there you go, there you go, Skyuma. It can be a family reunion, weddings, or funerals. Suddenly, we find ourselves in a place of telling stories, of arriving at that point of remember when. Stories of childhood, or stories of Easter, or Christmas, or Thanksgiving, or birthdays, or family vacations. All of those things seem to work their way to the surface. And we share those stories with one another, albeit, some people are much better storytellers than others. But here's the thing. We all have a story, right? Each of us here has a story. Our stories are the very fabric of our lives. And they reveal to everyone the very essence of who we are with all of the joys and all of the struggles and everything in between. Our stories are woven throughout history and as Christians there is a common thread that weaves us all together and that is Jesus Christ. I'm reminded of a quote by Ely Husserl From his book, The Gates of the Forest, published in 1966, he writes this. God made man and woman because God loves stories. I just love that. God made man and woman because God loves stories. And it's an old story, right? I mean, it's a story rooted in creation when God created the heavens and the earth. It's a story about disobedience found in Adam and Eve. It's a story of increasing violence that leads to Noah and the flood. It is a story of Abraham's call and he and Sarah's pilgrimage and the birth of their son Isaac. It's a story of Jacob and his son Joseph. It's a story of Israel's deliverance from Egypt into the Promised Land through the midst of the sea. But the story doesn't end there, it continues on, does it not? It is a story of a child born under the starry sky of Bethlehem. It is a story for all people. For you and me, it is a story of Jesus Christ, a teacher and a preacher who announced the coming of God's gracious rule. It's a story of a man who is known for his power to release people from their afflictions. And it is in that story of Jesus Christ that you and I have been freed from sin and death through his own innocent suffering and death on the cross and his rising again on the third day so that even in the midst of death, there is life. Death does not get the last word. But the story doesn't end there. It continues on today in each and every one of you. You are part of this most beautiful story where God's grace and love promises to shine brightly upon you. Not only in those most wonderful and beautiful of times, but in the most difficult and darkest and challenging times. Of places. This year in Confirmation, we have been learning about characters from the Old Testament. Significant characters from the Old Testament. And two weeks ago, our 7th and 8th graders were introduced to David. Now they learned that King David was a complex and certainly an imperfect leader. David's story literally takes him from running for his life to ruling over a nation filled with ups and downs. They learned that David was considered not only a fierce warrior, but a tender-hearted musician and also an emotional poet. And they learned that many of the psalms that we hear on Sunday mornings and at other times are attributed to him so in psalm 17 that we heard just moments ago we find david in a troublesome state in one of those dark and challenging places psalm 17 is a heartfelt prayer It is a cry for God's help as the psalmist David is being attacked by his enemies. He cries out for protection from God. He cries out for a place of refuge under the shadows of God's wings like a mother bird protecting her young. In Psalm 17 is a beautiful reminder to each and every one of us that we too can cry out to God. We too can pray to God in those moments of despair, of uncertainty. And like the psalmist, we too can pray to God to protect us from those things that might harm us. That is the beauty of Scripture. That is the power of Scripture. The Bible is a beautiful and powerful book, not only for the message of faith and trust in God that it presents to us, but for the unadorned honesty that it presents all of the human emotions. Throughout Scriptures, there are no punches pulled whatsoever. The Scriptures tell it like it is. They are filled with all of life's emotions. They communicate all of life's experiences. In other words, whatever we may be feeling, we can remember that we are not alone. That there are others too who have had those same feelings at any given moment. And the Bible acknowledges all of these feelings, perhaps some that you're even experiencing today. For the people from long ago, They felt free to present all of their real and authentic feelings to God without fear because they knew that God was their refuge. God protected them like a mother bird protecting her young. And because we are part of this amazing story, we too can do the same we can and we should present our real, authentic feelings to God. The good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. And we can trust, as they did, that God is indeed our refuge. We can trust, as they did, in God's love, in God's grace, and in God's mercy for all. So remember, God made you because God loves stories. And remember, your story matters. Your story is important. Why? Because it's part of God's story. And together, Jesus Christ binds all of our stories together and we are not alone. So today... May your story reveal to the world the greatest story ever told. A story of God's grace, God's mercy, God's hope and love for all people. Let it be so. Amen.